2: This is The Vault by Access Hollywood.
0: We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business.
2: The Vault opens now. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zeri Hall. And you... You are listening to The Vault by Access Hollywood, and today we are going to be taking a, a trip down memory lane, and this time we're talking about an icon. He is a rapper. He is a producer, fashion designer. He is, dare I say, even at times, controversial. You should dare <laughs> to say that, yes. Right? But also one of the best-selling music artists in the world, with more than 20 million albums sold and 140 million singles sold worldwide. He's won a total of 22 Grammys. He's been nominated, I think, close to 70 times, making him one of the most awarded artists of all time. Today, we're talking about Kanye West.
0: Mr. West is in the building. Oh my gosh. I'm just excited to talk about the college dropout.
2: (laughs) It changed my life. It was one of the greatest eras Mm -hmm. Of all time. In fact, mm. that 2005 era was my high school graduation. Same. Into college years. And I remember there was at least one or two songs from that album on every burned CD that and I made.
0: CDs.
2: Remember burned oh. CDs? Tell a 13 year old, you got to burn a CD. They're not going to know what you're talking about. That's
0: wild. I forgot about those. My cousin had a whole side hustle flipping on making mix CDs, LimeWire. Remember LimeWire?
2: Napster, the the original OG.
0: Mm, Black Planet.
2: Yes, you had to get your Netscape password Mm. and log in, you know what I mean? Mm. If your AOL had run out so that you could get your Napster and you had to hurry up. Mm. You couldn't seed. You had to hurry up and get it and get it off, waiting for that that little green dot. Yeah, I remember that.
0: And in the midst of all that tech was Kanye West. Kanye West. Do you have a favorite Kanye memory?
2: I will tell you this. So my second gig for Access Hollywood, I've been at events with Kanye West. I've covered his fashion show. I did the album release party at Madison Square Garden, all of that stuff. But I'll never forget my second gig for Access Hollywood, and it was the CFDA Awards. And it was also the same, I believe, the same day that the... Caitlyn Jenner Vanity Fair cover was released and our producers of the show at the time wanted me to show Kim who was attending the event and I believe also being honored wanted me to show her the photo and get her reaction great moment great situation because she had actually gifted Caitlin her glam team for the shoot right mm-hmm. it was Caitlin's first time really getting like full glam dolled up and Kim said to her if you're gonna do this I almost and I quote, maybe paraphrase, you're gonna f-ing do it right. But oh wait, Kim said it. So if you're gonna do this, you're, you're gonna, gonna f-ing do, do it
0: right. It
2: right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I show up, Kim walks up, and I was like, You look great. Hair snatched, your body's like, Bow, 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 right? Right. And I have on this blue cotton blazer. And I go to show her the photo, and this man like zigzags through the audience and stands directly next to her. And it's Kanye West. And I was like, Oh, snap, this is gonna mm-hmm. be a twofer. And I go to hand him the mic, like, what did you think of the cover? He was like, Looks good. And then walks around, walks around Kim and stands kind of in between me and Kim. And was like, nah, I'm just trying to make sure, you know, we keep this. I just want to make sure we keep this quick. I was like, I
0: like oh. that, huh? I was like, Kanye, <laughs> what do you mean, keep it me quick? We're doing an interview. just the him of it all, right? Like the Kanye is who he is. You gotta I'll never forget it. take him for all he is. I interviewed, I almost said him, but you can call it interview.
2: Okay, so wait, you interviewed Kanye West like a sit down, like exclusive?
0: Hell no. Kanye ain't sitting down, nobody, and talking for more than five minutes about nothing. I interviewed his wife. <laughs> I was interviewing Kim Kardashian West on the Met Gala carpet. Yep. And it was the year that Kanye made news because he had those icy blue contacts in and everybody was like, what is going <laughs> on? What? And he wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't, people would shove a mic in his face. He would literally blink at them and keep walking. Like, mm-hmm. couldn't care less. So I'm talking to Kim, talking to Kim, talking to Kim. And Kanye has that stance, which is interesting to hear you say that. I didn't realize that was just his go-to move of like standing right there. Right he there. He's like standing right behind her, not glaring. He was just smoldering. He was kanye in my direction I was like does he want her to go in the party does he have something yeah. he wants to say what's the message what is what's the message what do you want me to tell the people on your behalf, on your help, behalf. Me, help you but he wouldn't say anything so then I was shaking I was nervous I was like I feel like he don't want to talk but I was like uh Kanye bro like what's going on with the eyes he steps up Kim's like oh he's talking leans out the way Kanye leans into the mic and says bye and walks away, disappears like into the night. I don't know where he went. He was just gone five seconds later. It was I'm into real it. printy. I mean I was, it. I didn't know how to follow up. Well, first of all, I couldn't follow up with Kanye because that was all he had to get. <laughs> and he was out. <laughs> no need. And I was like, Well, there is my my Kanye interview. That that eight it headlines around the world. That was the one interview he gave, and it was one word in a period. Bye.
2: And it you can't misquote it.
0: You can't get it wrong, right? You can't get it wrong. And we know he don't want us to misunderstand or misquote him. So he gave what he gave. He said what he said. And if that doesn't sum up I want you to overstand me.
2: Overstand mm, me.
0: Overstanding. And and overstand we did. Vibes. He's all about the vibes.
2: It's so funny because we both have those moments with Kanye also involving Kim. And you think about, especially now, their relationship, at least their marriage ending or coming to an end with this particular situation, right? I'd still kind of have hope for them. And I, I can't imagine there's it's an easy situation to be in that relationship for a whole bunch of reasons. But what I do always feel like was abundantly clear was that he really loved that woman, mm-hmm. right? Like he was really, and their family was important Very important priority to both of them.
0: And I think he probably still does, right? As she probably still loves him. I mean, you know, we all have friends, family members, parents who have gone through that. And as painful as it is, as difficult as it is, sometimes there's no love lost, things just become beyond repair. And so while it's unfortunate that that is how their union is ending in the the traditionally romantic sense of the word and legal sense of the word, they're obviously co-parenting all of those beautiful babies. And that's what's most important is creating a space for them to to be raised with the love that they both clearly have for Mm -hmm. all of their children. So wishing them the best on that journey. But today's episode is going to be diving into more of the Kanye. And I'm super excited because we're going to be spending a lot of time in 2005. So. for me, this is like, yeah, this was the age of Kanye. Like I just, some of his best art came out of this chapter. And in fact, it was 2005 when Access interviewed Kanye at least 10 different times. If you can believe that, compare that to 15 years later. (laughs) So all of the clips today are going to be from that era of his career. Just to paint a picture. This is post the college dropout, Mm -hmm. a classic to be clear.
2: Tell the people, tell the people. During
0: late registration.
2: Okay, okay, okay.
0: And pre-graduation. All of the lights. Okay, okay. So we're, we're in the thick of high school at this point. Or college, whatever you're into. Yeah, maybe college. Well, he dropped out. So I'm just like, how do we know he wasn't singing? (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So with that in mind, let's jump into our first clip and talk about Kanye's first album. After making a name for himself producing for Jay-Z and Talib Kweli, he set his sights on a solo career and recorded his debut album over a period of four years. The college dropout was released in 2004. It was a huge success and immediately cemented Kanye as one of the premier rappers of his generation. Now, Ye received an incredible 10 nominations for the 2005 Grammy Awards, and Access sat down with him after he was nominated
1: and asked him what all of it meant to him. This is what he said. Now, is it an honor just to be nominated or do you want to take these Grammys home? Do you want to win?
3: Oh, I definitely want to win. It's then,
1: important to win. It's not just the thrill to be nominated. Well,
3: I'm not going to say that it's important to win. It's important to make good music that people feel and, and represent your fans and represent what you went through before you were, you know, thrown into this life of, of a celebrity and all the fame and the accolades. It's, it's, it's more important than that. Um, I feel like good music should, should win. And just like I was upset when 50 didn't win anything the previous year. I felt like he deserved something because he was hands down the number one, just by a long shot, the number one artist.
1: On the streets, like, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, so I feel like the college dropout deserves something. And if it it doesn't win, you know, um, I won't even speak like that. (laughs) I'll say right now that it will win something
0: a lot to be confident about even then right because even yeah. though he was coming to the forefront publicly as an artist in his own right he had already been killing it as a producer creating some of the massive hits that we knew and loved so by now he had the critical validation the industry validation that it took to really like lean into that confidence that I have an inkling came naturally to him yeah. comes naturally to him he was about 28 years old at, at the time of that interview just that we don't just heard not say stuff
2: like that don't no, make look
0: back at your life and wonder where you where you took a turn that maybe yeah (laughs) i
2: made i made a smoothie today i was proud of like
0: exactly this man was was... nominated for 10 grammys Hmm. at about 28 years old uh do you remember when you first heard the college dropout do i remember Mm -hmm.
2: yeah i was (laughs) believe it or not still driving around in that ford (laughs) (laughs) Ford tourist so it's funny you talk about the the confidence of uh-huh. Kanye West right so I have had the conversation talked to, to Jamie Foxx about this a couple of times where they were talking they were doing the song I believe it was slow jams mm-hmm. and Kanye is like I got this song I want you to be on blah blah blah. so they get in the studio and Kanye plays Jamie the song and, and Jamie gets on the piano and he's like oh he, he wants to slow it down girl you come <laughs> we're about to do something and Kanye like mm-hmm. came on the mic and was like No, Uh, (laughs) don't.
0: We're not doing this.
2: Do it like I like I recorded it.
0: Do Do it it like I told you to do it, Jamie. He was like, "Who is this?" Right. Oh, I love
2: that. Okay. And he remembers. He remembers Kanye even then being the kind of visionary that was like, "I don't really want you to come in and put your own stank on it. I want you to execute the vision." Mm -hmm. And you know, it would be one of the hottest. Singles Ooh. of the time. It's still, as a matter of fact, if you played that song at a party now, not saying that anyone has been to any of those, and <laughs> so but should you find yourself in a gathering with four or five, nay, I say six or seven folk, just throw that on, put it on, and see what happens. Throw it on, and just see, just just watch it change the room.
0: College Dropout. Obviously, we know it. We love it. and went on to win Best Rap Album at the Grammys. Kanye also won awards for Best Rap Song and Best R&B Song. And for all of the success and the accolades that came along with the College Dropout, it is so important to point out, this is so fascinating to me mm-hmm. still and so mm-hmm. impressive, um, that during the production of this album in 2002, Kanye almost died in a car accident. After a late night recording session, he fell asleep at the wheel and was involved in a head-on collision during the same 2005 interview Kanye opened up about the crash and you'll remember like through the wire right like that Mm -hmm. song essentially introduced us to him and told us the story of how he got here and it's a banger Uh, he opened up Mm -hmm. about the crash and also about how that experience affected the album
3: you all have to understand I'm living in my second life right now
1: Now, let's talk about that let's talk about first of all your successful Your successful debut album came out February 2004, college dropout, critically acclaimed, Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum. Does it ever blow you away to think wow, I almost did not live to record this album?
3: Yeah, well the way I think about it is it wasn't just this album. You know, God didn't keep me alive just for this album. I think he felt like I was a leader and that I could help be a vessel to provide His blessings for other people also. When I made this album, it was a part of my healing process. So I would tell people, you know, I was in the bed or whatever, I couldn't get to the studio. Right. And I'd sneak in and work on this album. That's where all the, the chorus is. When, when it comes to being true, at least true to me, one thing I found, one thing I found. Oh, you never let me down. Get up, I get, get down. No, I think stuff it's, that makes you feel like jumping up and just, you know. Definitely.
1: And as you documented in Through the Wire, yeah. uh, I mean, what do you remember about the crash?
3: Um... I I remember being woken up by a steering wheel hitting my mouth and uh, looking into the mirror like this and it looked like something off of a movie. Like Teen Wolf or X-Men or something. Like when you they had to do the special effects to to make your face get bigger and they show you they show you behind the scenes of how they did it. Except for it was real life this time and like Oh my god. That's... And it got to the point where my face was like this big and then they had to put the collar around my neck, right at the part where my mouth was like my mouth was broken like down here and also here. Like, it's broken in three places. And I remember I had this chain, this angel chain, on me. And um, I looked down to make sure that it wasn't, like, actually stuck in me. Because um, I heard stories about people getting into accidents and their chain ends up, like, in their neck or something like that. Yeah. Oh. And the whole angel chain, they say, oh, you must have had an angel with you. That's a piece of jewelry. Yeah, right. I had angels with me. Real angels. Right, exactly. This piece of jewelry, what is this? Like it's, this is like clothing.
1: <laughs> now, the thing that I find incredible yeah. is that you you recorded through the wire with your jaw shut.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How did you do that? Like how?
3: Um, cuz you just do it like how you talk like this. So that's how I started to do a song like that. I don't think,
1: maybe I could do the interview like this. No, I don't yeah, think I'll sound too good, though.
3: <laughs> yeah. All right. You're know, my hit a song. It'll work for me.
1: I mean, that's a so. drive right there. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you, when yeah. you have your, your jaw wired shut, you're like, you know what? I have my jaw wired shut. I'm just going to lay back a little bit and just. I just figured I'd take that
3: opportunity because, you know, I already had songs recorded like Jesus Walks and um, All Falls Down, and I figured that if anything, once we finally got to Jesus Walks, and it was like this such a big song. People would look back like, "Yo, do you remember his first song? His mouth was wide shut." Yeah. And we just go to our history, like the story about DMX getting signed, and uh, his mouth was broken. He rapped for Lior through the through his broken jaw.
1: Yeah, definitely. And right. now, did the did the lines of through the wire? Did those come to you like while you were laying in the bed, or?
3: Yeah, while I was laying in the bed, I I always think uh, I'm, I'm always being creative at all times. So. Actually, I went into the studio and they didn't want to give me a session. So I lied and said I was doing something else because his dog's playing around. He's going to the studio with his mouth wide shut. What's wrong with him?
1: Right. This guy's guy's playing games.
3: Yeah. They always think I'm playing games. They always think that you're crazy. But if anybody who pushes the envelope has to go post it.
2: If that doesn't encapsulate the energy, Mm -hmm. really, I think that it may even take to be, in a lot of ways, successful at something that is that has so many people vying for the top spot, right? Like you kind of have yeah. to be that that kind of hungry. You kind of, mm-hmm. you have to be that kind of focused, dedicated, that nothing is going to stop you. And also sure that you belong because you're working toward something, right. you know what I mean? Right, um, right. That, Kind of success.
0: Yeah. No, he's so relentless. Very tenacious, obviously, from a very early age. Um, because to already at you know, 28 be reaping the rewards says a lot about how much work he put in up until that point. And it's cool to hear him so early on, embrace who he is and how he may sometimes come across, particularly right, with the context of present day. I, I think Kanye has a really he understands who he is and he understands why being who he is informs the artistry in a way that makes it all worth it and is part of why the art exists. And that's something that I can definitely appreciate, that that sort of self-awareness and also respect. I love that when the the interviewer was talking about, you know... Do you think that you were saved, that you lived to create this album? He's like, more than that, bigger than the album. I think I I was spared. I survived to be a vessel, you know, and and that he clearly doesn't look at this as man, I'm gonna get this album, it's gonna be dope. I'm gonna get this many cells and that's gonna be that. He really views himself and the art that he gives us. As an opportunity, a medium through which to communicate in a bigger way and really in a spiritual way. Obviously, we've seen that in more recent years yeah. with his bodies of work and as he's tapped into the church and traditional gospel music and black culture in that way. But even then, the way he talks about God and the way he talks about almost sort of like a divine favor, I'll say favor on his life, it's very clear that he believed that in a very deep and meaningful way, and did at that time and, and is clearly served him well.
2: Yes. You know, you talk about art and being a vessel. I wonder if it's difficult to do or if it's even necessarily worthwhile to do. But I think sometimes if you can look at his interactions, even with media or in public being a celebrity, he has seemed to always kind of approach all of it as art, Mm -hmm. right? All of it as this is a moment I'm creating. This is not Just, oh, I'm living my life. But this is all part of the performance. Right. When he was created or when he was dubbed a celebrity, all of it became performance. And so it is like most performances. Not everybody rocks with what you create. And to think about this year, 2005, I mean, it was a major, major year for Kanye. Nothing though was as monumental as his win for best rap album at the 2005 Grammys in that year, right? He was poised to take home the award among others for college dropout. Kanye won the award, right? But Access caught up with him at the end of the show to congratulate him, but also to surprise him with a very special phone call, his granddad.
3: It's Buddy right here. Say hello. Hey, is this Buddy? What's up? This is Kanye. Hey, Kanye? Yeah, what's up? Did you Did you see Did you see me on the Grammys? Yeah. Do yeah, you like that speech? Oh, man. You know where I learned it from, right? You know what? What's up? These people call me. You know what they say? What they say? They say, just like you. They one of them say that. They say, just like my grandfather. <laughs> 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 just like Buddy. They like you. Yeah. I I had to come with something, man. I had to make you proud. Yeah, that, was, that was good. That was good thinking, man. Man, thank you. I, I was up to three o'clock last night working on it. Does <laughs> he get his talent and his good looks from you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, I think, I, I definitely think it's your influence on me that, that helped me to be able to stand up through all the, all the, the, the the, the press and people pointing fingers and, and stand up and say that I could do it no matter what anybody said. And it definitely helped me with my speech tonight. So
0: <laughs> I appreciate
2: that, man.
0: I love yeah. that moment, by the way. Genius.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it, these moments with him, you know, really did cement his long lasting stay in relevant music making as a 2021 he's won 22 awards again nominated 70 times
0: and that's just Grammys,
2: right Grammys, not
0: even all the other things all the other categories and and award shows
2: he's quoted as saying my greatest award is what i'm about to do i'm always thinking Mm -hmm. about the future and Mm. i'm gonna also say this and i hope our producers understand but these moments also make me remember how devastated i was for kanye when his mother passed in Mm -hmm. i think it was 2007 you know to see how close he was to his family to see how involved they were in his process and to see how much he was repping for them
0: Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
2: To have your mom taken from you in that way at that point in your life in your career yeah i can't i can't can't imagine
0: imagine i I can't imagine it It's so sad. And and he had been vocal about that. And, you know, people have hypothesized in hindsight about sort of the shift that happened because of that, it was very clear that those two were very close. You would Mm -hmm. see Donda West, his mother, with him at these events and on these red carpets and really just very much by his side as Mm -hmm. his star rose. And so to lose her in that way is just absolutely unimaginable, clearly affected him deeply. And it's come out in the music too, you know? I, I do think there was a shift after that and how could there not be when he's always been so deeply personal via his music it only made sense that 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 loss would be reflected in his music before we wrap up we do have one more clip from the vault to dig into we obviously know Kanye is an incredibly influential and dedicated artist he's so meticulous it took him four years to complete his debut album and he's known to have a hand in every aspect of production in August of 2005 Access caught up with Kanye during a Photoshop for the cover of Time Magazine, and he opened up
1: about his work ethic. This is what he said. It must make you very content in that, when you're on Time or influential, when you're named one of the most influential, there must be something more about you and your music than just being music and doing yeah. well on the record.
3: Well, it's funny that you said it must make you very content that might be one of my problems. I'm never content. Right. I'm never satisfied. When I had did beats for Jay-Z and we had platinum albums and plaques on my walls and I was successful in you know, certain people's eyes, people would say, well, what, what would you want more than to do beats for Jay-Z? I'm like, well, I want to rap. Right. And, they, and they would say, there's no way you would make more money being a rapper than being a producer. And I'll say, well, does Eminem have more money than me? Does Jay-Z have more money than me? So you're saying I'll never be on that status? and it seemed, it seems just ridiculous for me to walk in as a producer and say, yo, one day my words will reach people the way Eminem or the way Jay-Z did. Mm-hmm. And people will look down on me for, for saying that out loud. How could you say something like that? Like if you were to sit here and go out with your friend later and say, yo, I'm going to be president. Right. She's going to be, no. like, be like, bitch, shut up.
1: Right. You know, <laughs>
3: uh, Take another drink. Right. Uh, so.
1: It sort of motivates you to do more and to say more. What, and what
3: I, ever since I was a little kid, I ran and said, yo, I'm going to be president.
1: <laughs> um, so To you get your sophomore album coming up. Mm-hmm. Any nerves about it? W- everyone always kind of gets mm-hmm. nervous about number
3: two. I was nervous about... I'm a little bit nervous. I might be disappointed if I don't sell a million the first week. All right. So, well, I, I wanted to talk about how my album's going to change the sound of music completely and how the connection... Between me and John Bryan is the greatest meeting of creative minds since Michael Jackson hooked up with Quincy Jones. I just want to put it on tape right now, so when you play it back right. five years from now, you'll be like, he called it. Just like when I called the Grammys, just like when I call the first album Doing What It's Doing, or when I call Jay-Z uh, Encore and people screaming out at the end of it. I really feel like this is one of the most great, this is uh, the most groundbreaking album um, this century. So no. far, I haven't worked it's on the third statement. I haven't worked on the third one yet.
1: It's a pretty big statement. Uh, so you must be feeling pretty good.
3: That's what I that's what I do. Big statements and we back them up.
2: That's what I do. Big,
0: big statements. Big
1: statements and
0: we back, back them, them up. up. Pow pow. Pow pow. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it.
2: No. If he says it. He is going to work in a way that mm-hmm. look when he wanted to do the fashion line, right? He wanted to yeah. start working in the fashion world, 10,000 hours, right? That was his thing, right?
0: Oh, 100%. And it pays off, right? I, I When I hear him talk about, you know, I'm never content, I'm never satisfied. And we hear this scene through his music. I was just listening to one of his albums the other day and he's like rapping about it. And he's just like, basically it's his blessing and his curse. Mm-hmm. And Loki, I relate to that. And I think a lot of us do, right? And it's that constant striving for more and what's next. And it's a little bit bittersweet in his case and in cases like his where you can be on top of the world. You can have all those Grammys. You can have the accolades. But when your award isn't that moment, it's the next thing. It's just the opportunity to do a new thing. Mm -hmm. It gives a lot of insight into into a person's psyche, Um, and I think it's a lot of why he's been as successful as he is, and why he's been able to maintain that longevity for so long. I mean, the fact that he was appearing on the cover of Time magazine at that time—I mean, this was just taking rap into the next level, the next era. And it was, it was this stamp that said, this is mainstream. Rap Mm -hmm. is pop culture, Mm -hmm. period. And Kanye was one of, one of the rappers to help uh, lead the charge in that way and really reshape how mainstream media covered approached, and, and celebrated rappers in their artistry.
2: Okay. So I'm going to, it's another Scott Google mission.
0: Okay. We love a Google moment.
2: I am a God. Kanye West, I am a God, am okay. A God interview. Okay.
0: okay.
2: Okay. It's one of those moments where he in the middle of an interview switches the energy that maybe was coming across, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. is like, yeah, know, that's not what I'm that's not what I'm talking about. That's not mm. what I'm here for. And I feel like the intention of this moment is starting to shift away from my own. And mm. you see him reclaim it. And it's a, ooh, it's, a pretty okay. cool, it's a pretty cool, pretty interesting, right. wild moment for anyone okay. who's ever interviewed anyone. I think it's one of those moments you're all, we've all had those moments where you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, <laughs>
0: okay, I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait to watch it. Look, he's a man uh-oh. who knows what he wants and he's not afraid to speak it to him. <laughs> speak it into existence and make it plain. Um, And it's a testament to his success. The same, uh, I think, was it the same month that we did that interview with him? Late registration actually came out. Obviously so much buzz at that point. The college dropout had already come out. We already knew he was killing it and was staying around. Like this was a guy with staying power. But late registration eventually went quadruple platinum mm-hmm. those stats are just unheard of these days but it went quadruple platinum that's four people that's four times for those of y'all who are about to go to google <laughs> to right so, how you many, said, what's, so you said,
2: what's a if quadruple how many time is a quadruple
0: registration went quadruple as in four platinum um, and it also won the, the grammy for best rap album in 2006
2: thanks so much for listening to the vault by access hollywood i'm
0: scott evans and i'm zuri hall We'll see him in the next one, yeah, Scott? Sure. <laughs> you can't believe it. We got folks listening with trust issues. We can't just ghost them next week. Make sure you guys subscribe for more. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you next week on The Vault.
2: The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Ginny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rutter, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middeldorf and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share.